the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's an honor. Today is Thursday, November, January the 4th, 2024, in the year of our Lord. November? Where did that come from? I guess I'm thinking about Thanksgiving this next year. Anyway, it's Thursday, January the 4th, 2024, in the year of our Lord. On January 4, 2007, Nancy Pelosi was elected the first female Speaker of the House as Democrats took control of the Congress. Today in 1935, President Franklin D. Roosevelt, in his State of the Union address, called for legislation to provide assistance for the jobless, the elderly, the impoverished children, and the disabled. 1935. Thirty years later, to the day, Today in 1965, President Lyndon B. Johnson delivered his State of the Union address in which he introduced to America and outlined the goals of his great society, thus creating the most oppressive welfare state in the history of our nation. We have a welfare state today that incentivizes people not to work but to stay home and have babies and get checks from the government. And that's not an overstatement. We're now learning that California is putting in place a new adventure. They will be giving 700,000 illegals a health care plan just because Gavin Newsom is a wonderful man. And he's going to help the little people. And oh, by the way, he appreciates your vote. I don't mean to be cynical, but that's what this welfare thing is all about. God did not call the state to take care of the people. He called believers to take care of the people. Nonprofit organizations, Catholic, Protestant, whatever. We are called to help the poor. In fact, we are told that Those who help the poor are loaning to God. And there are wonderful, wonderful responses. The state was never called to be the caretaker of everybody's social needs. Yes, we need a safety net. Of course we do. But Franklin D. Roosevelt, he said and did some good things in his presidency, no question. But he started the ball rolling, and Lyndon Johnson was obviously paying attention. And Lyndon B. Johnson took this state over the first cliff into an abyss of building the state to enrich politically and otherwise those at the top of the pyramid. Today in 1999, Europe's new currency, the euro, it got off to a strong start on its first day trading day. 
It uh, rose against the dollar on the world currency markets. It is over the last number of years, 24 years, 25 years, it has settled back. Today in 2018, the Trump administration moved to vastly expand offshore drilling from the Atlantic to the Arctic Oceans with a five-year plan that would open up federal waters off California and possibly open new areas of oil and gas exploration along the East Coast. This is the left's worst nightmare, at least one of their worst nightmares, because while they're trying to get rid of gas stoves, gas refrigerators, gas hot water heaters, and on and on and on, guys like Donald Trump are running for president who says, no, we're going to drill. In fact, somebody asked him what one of the most important things that he planned to do if he became president. He named several. Among them was, he said, drill, baby, drill. He said, we have lots of natural resources, and uh, we're going to drill, and we're going to have them, and we're going to have an economy that works. Just as our economy is prostituted in this so-called social movement, the Great Society, our economy also is prostituted by these crazy ideas of this leftist movement, the Green Movement. God told us a long time ago that we should be caretakers of our earth. He didn't tell us to become crazy people staggering around with a few people enriching themselves off of what has become known as a green religion. Using little kids who don't need to be pushed to the front like this Greta and some of those little kids they've been using to promote and advance their their green agenda. When you see these agendas and you see a few people at the top in the government pushing them, you've got to know that there's more to the story than what the public is being told in every case. And that's where we are today. Is it unsolvable? Is it Can it not be reversed? Yeah, I believe it can be. I wouldn't be on the radio if I didn't believe that. I believe that we things can be fixed, but I believe the path to getting things fixed in our culture is the path through truth. And truth is the Bible, the word of the Lord, the word of God that became flesh and dwelt among us. To know Christ is to know the truth. To reject Christ is to reject the truth. That's kind of where we are today. I'm going to be talking a little bit more about that as it relates to Harvard University in a minute. But the there's a news story that just broke about this program is airing live at 9 a.m. this morning, West Coast. And um, the Perry Police Department is responding to an active shooter scene at Perry High School in Perry, Iowa. Just happening. Fox News Digital was the first, I I think, the first to put the story out there. They don't know much about what's happening there. As I speak, we'll learn more as the day progresses. But they say multiple law enforcement agencies are at the school. They say the authorities that are there are saying it's an active shooter situation. And uh, police officers were dispatched. There's a lot of uh, EMS vehicles there at this uh, place, the location on 18th Street, they say. And Drudge Report just just posted a, this note just like five minutes ago, just before we came on the air. 
and it, they were quoting Associated Press. They said the shooting occurred in the backdrop of the Iowa caucuses, not far from where Republican candidates were campaigning. In other words, Republican were Republicans were in the area near this school, apparently campaigning. Uh, AP says phone messages left by the Perry School Board's president and vice president are left with them, and an email message left with Superintendent Clark Wicks have not been immediately returned. I saw another, just as I was coming on the air this morning, saw another uh, piece that had popped up on the Internet, and it was saying, I'm not sure who was reporting it. It was a, one of the larger news uh, sources, but I don't, know, I don't remember who it was. But they were saying that the... Um, that the uh, the problem there is that uh, parents are starting to panic, of course, because uh, some parents have reached their children and their children have verified on their phones, on their iPhones, that there's somebody in the school shooting. And now the parents are not able to reach their children and they're in a panic mode. So that is a bad, bad situation, apparently, developing as we speak. We live in a world of constant crisis, constant difficulty. Where do we find refuge? The psalmist wrote in Psalm chapter 9, verses 9 and 10, the Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. And they will know thy name, they will put their trust in thee, for thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek thee. That's where our refuge is in this crazy world that we live in. It is in Almighty God and in his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. In John 16:33, Jesus said, These things I have spoken unto you that, you, that, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He indeed has overcome the world. So as we speak of the trials and the tribulations and the difficulties that are going on in our world, know that Jesus Christ, God Almighty, is in control. He has never been out of control. He created all things from the beginning, before time. God spoke into existence all things, time belongs to God, not to us. And we get to live in his kingdom, in his, under his authority, by accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. What a wonderful opportunity. Why would anyone not want to commit their lives to Jesus Christ? God Almighty, the creator of all things, why would we not want to do that? I don't know. But if you haven't, I urge you to do so. To just consider giving your life, your heart, to Jesus Christ. Ask him to forgive you of your sins. And he will. He does. He's paid the price for your sins already. And he will usher you into his kingdom. By simply asking him, believing in your heart that he died for your sins and rose from the dead, confessing with your mouth that he is Lord and Savior, just like I'm doing right now, and ask him to come into your life and into your heart, and everything changes. 
That's the answer to all of these problems. Don't delay. Life is uncertain. Make peace with God through Jesus Christ. Well, we're talking about education today for a few minutes. Plagiarism. It's a new conservative weapon. I didn't know it was a weapon. I thought it was kind of a misdeed. And if you got caught, somebody might get mad at you or sue you. We're very careful. I quote a lot of people on this program, but I tell you who it is. And in what we write, I put a link to it to make it real easy for people to know whom I'm quoting and and when. When you lift other people's work and you make it like your own and you don't credit them, that's called plagiarism. And if I know that, the president of Harvard University should know that. I think she did, but she didn't think she'd get caught. Now that she's caught, they're turning this whole episode, and it's a big deal. They're turning this whole episode into plagiarism has become a weapon of which white conservatives can destroy this black woman, lesbian. That's where we are in this country today. The far left Associated Press covered itself in corruption this week with the claim that disgraced Harvard President Claudine Gay's resignation. I mentioned that briefly yesterday. It highlights a new conservative weapon against colleges, plagiarism, says Associated Press. They said, oh, that we, the, the, the right wing has found a new uh, weapon to use against black people and keep them from rising to the top. It's called plagiarism. And I'm reading this and I'm thinking, what am I missing from this? I thought plagiarism was the sin. <laughs> but no, no, no. Uncovering plagiarism is the sin. So if you expose plagiarism, you're the bad person. That's the sin. The plagiarism in the religious, quote-unquote, thinking of the left, the plagiarism is not the sin, because anything is, I mean, any action is justified if because they're, the end game for the left is so noble. So if you have to plagiarize to get yourself to the top, that's not a problem. But when somebody comes along and exposes that, they are the problem. Exposing the sin is the problem not committing the sin. And you can extrapolate from that a lot of things. And that same kind of thinking is not just in plagiarism at Harvard by the president of the university. That filters into every part of our life culturally in America today. No wonder American secular education is in such decline. It's in freefall, actually. Washington, uh, the Associated Press, said this last night, yesterday afternoon. They said, American higher education has long viewed plagiarism as a cardinal sin. Accusations of academic dishonesty have ruined the careers of faculty and undergraduates alike. That's true. They said the latest target is Harvard. That's where they pivot and say the latest target. In other words, everyone who has been exposed for plagiarism is now a target if somebody turns on the light and exposes it. Quoting the Associated Press, quote, 
The latest target is Harvard President Claudine Gay, who resigned Tuesday. In her case, the out- outrage came not from her academic peers, but her political foes, led by conservatives who put her career under intense scrutiny. Are, well, does she not have any accountability? Continuing, Associated Press, reviews by Harvard found multiple shortcomings in Gay's academic citations, including several instances of duplicative language. The university concluded the errors were not considered in, uh, intentional or reckless and didn't rise to misconduct. But the allegations continued with, with new ones as recently as Monday. Of the, they're talking about this week. Conservatives zeroed in on Gay amid backlash over backlash over her congressional testimony about anti-Semitism on campus. Her detractors charged that Gay, who has a Ph.D. in government, was a professor at Harvard and Stanford, and headed Harvard's largest division before being promoted. Well, that's great, Elizabeth. You know, remember Elizabeth, who was running for 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 uh, president? She was an Indian too, until she found out she wasn't. And the whole country found out she wasn't. I mean, this is such circular information. So she was all of these things, which means she doesn't do anything wrong, but it also means that she's plagiarized all these things. And in the in the New York Times of all uh, of all publications, they say that they they found forty seven times where she actually plagiarized other people's work to make it her own on her doctoral dissertation. This isn't just a pamphlet that she wrote. It was her dissertation to get her Ph.D. Many conservatives also believe that her activism on behalf of the LGBTQ plus agenda has also also helped her get the job. Well, I, I believe that 100% because she is an activist, no question about it. Associated Press said Harvard's president resignation highlights new conservative weapon against colleges, and then they say plagiarism. It's amazing. They say that Christopher Rufo, he's a conservative uh, activist, they call him, he's a conservative journalist is what I would call him, and I quote him from time to time. I've never met him, but he does a great job in, in reporting, and yes, he is a conservative but they say that he helped orchestrate the effort against Gay, celebrated her departure as a win in his campaign against elite institutions of higher education. And on Twitter, or X now, formerly Twitter, he wrote scalped, all in capital letters, and as if Gay was a trophy of violence, invoking a gruesome practice taken up by white colonists who sought to eradicate Native Americans. I didn't know white colonists were the inventors of scalping. My recollection from what I've read and and even talked with Indians, American Indians, scalping was a practice that they that they practiced in those days. I'm not making a point of that. It just seems so odd the way the news media, Associated Press and all of them feed their version and what they want the public to know to the public like a little baby with a spoon. Like, here, open your mouth. Eat this. This will be good for you. That's how they control this nation. That's how they control politics in this nation. John Nolte, he writes, he wrote an article about this in Breitbart. He said, 
he said, let's back up just a moment to take a good, long, objective look at what we're talking about. He said the story is that conservatives use plagiarism as a weapon against gay, not about her wrongdoing. Exactly. The New York Times, as I said, found at least 47 times in just in her doctoral dissertation that she was lifting whole paragraphs and whole parts from someone else and she didn't credit them. They've done the work. They had the thoughts. They created the, the idea, whatever it was, and she took it and made it her own and made that the path to her getting her PhD. Well, that, I mean, <laughs> that doesn't sound like the right path to a lot of people. They think that's not right, morally not right. So anyway, the Washington Free Beacon, they say seven of Gay's 17 published works have already been impacted by the scandal, but the new charges, which have not been previously reported, extend into an eighth. In a 2001 article, Gay lifts nearly half a page of material verbatim from another scholar. David Cannon was the scholar a political science professor at the University of Wisconsin. She wrote her letter of resignation uh, yesterday, and um, I, I, it's, I wrote an article about this on our website today, faithandfreedom, A-N-D, freedom.us. We, we take no um, revenue from our website. We don't advertise on our website. And I've mentioned this before, but I think it's important that, that people understand, particularly some, that that's not a revenue source. We are fully funded, this ministry, by the people who listen to it and believe in what we're doing. And I thank all of you who do. And if you believe in what we're doing and think it has value, I would encourage you to join those who fund this ministry each month. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. Zero zero nine, but I would encourage you to go by our website and check check it out. If you go to faithandfreedom a n d dot u s not dot com, the first thing you'll see is an article about what I'm talking about right now, and you there are links there that you can go to these different things, and including the letter that she wrote her resignation. There's a copy of it there, and I have put a link to it, and you can you can read it. It's 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 lengthy. And I don't have time to go through it on this program, but let me give you just the beginning of it. Uh, this will give you a sense of, of where we are morally in this country. And it isn't just plagiarism. I mean, it's everything. It's all relative. There are no fixed values in the minds of these people on the left. Dear friends and colleagues, this is her letter. Dear friends and colleagues, eight score years ago, a great American in whose symbolic shadow we metaphorically stand today signed the Emancipation Proclamation. This momentous decree came as a great beacon of light to hope of hope to millions of black and LGBTQIA2S plus. That's it. LGBTQIA2S plus slaves who had been seared in the flames of withering injustice. It came as a joyous daybreak to the end of a long night of their captivity. I never knew that Lincoln led us into the Civil War so that the LGBTQIA2S plus slaves could have their own sexual behavior in the way they wanted it. I was not aware of that, I admit. She continues, 
But 160 years later, I see no changes. All I see is racist faces. Misplaced hate makes disgrace to races. The only time we chill is when we kill each other. It takes skill to be real. Time to heal each other. 160 years later, the person of color is still languished in the corners of American society and finds herself in exile in her own land. And so I have written you today to dramatize this shameful condition. I have never been a quitter. To leave office before my term is completed is abhorrent. To every instinct in my body, but as president, I I must put the interest of Harvard first. Harvard needs a full-time president and a full-time corporation, particularly at this moment of extraordinary challenge and frightening personal attacks fueled by racial animus. That's the beginning, and it goes on. It's very long, but that's the nature of it. You can read it if you want, or you can digest what I just shared with you. That's the essence of a very long letter that is blaming white people and conservatives for causing her to lose her job, for uncovering her sin. They have become the sinners. Boy, I'll tell you. Nolte concludes, he said in her already unimpressive scholastic career, Claudine Gay committed to so much plagiarism that the first black woman to hold the top job at Harvard was forced to resign. He said the fact that this woman is Claudine Gay is immaterial. He said, do you have any idea how much plagiarism has to be committed before a black woman loses her job as the first black woman of anything? Rather than summarize his statements... I put part of that in this piece that I wrote today as well. He said it's like asking how many suitcases full of women's clothes does a Biden administration's transvestite nuclear official have to steal before he's fired. That was a story that was big in the news here this last year. By any objective standard, Gay had no business rising to Harvard's presidency and certainly no business remaining in that spot. She legitimized calling Uh, for the extermination of Jews and belligerently violated her own school's code of conduct regarding plagiarism with a sense of entitlement that only unwound her after her sins were finally covered. And there's much more, but that's the essence of what he had to say. He said, here's some free advice to the AP in conclusion, he said, if you don't want normal people to believe certain people get the top job based on only on their identity, stop promoting the idea that certain people should get the top job based only on their identity. He said, my favorite part of these reporters' tantrum of cope is the anti-science claim that well-known American Indian practice of scalping was a gruesome practice taken up by white colonists who sought to eradicate Native Americans. Elizabeth Warren, I hope you're listening. One of the fake AP AP journalists behind this entertainment piece of emotional breakdown seems to have some real issues with Whitey, Nolte says. That's typical of what Nolte writes. Ironically, Harvard University is known as America's oldest learning institution. At its inception, the university's name was New College. Its purpose was mainly to educate clergy for the ministry of Jesus Christ. These are their words. In, in 1639, the school's name became Harvard University, named after Reverend John Harvard. He was a strong benefactor to the school and its missions. And their original mission statement 
was let every student be plainly instructed and earnestly pressed to consider well the end of life and studies to know God and Jesus Christ. Well, we're out of time. Thanks for being with me today. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.